A star is born like a unicorn in the early morn. It's Rhyme and Reason 481. There's a Hey there, Tony here. How you doing, my little unicorns? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know where that came from. But I am talking about the unicorn nature of a star is born. What does it all mean? You've, you, well, you've seen that movie, right? A star is born? I guess I should get that out of the way. Have you seen it? Show of hands. Oh my goodness, I can't believe so many of you haven't seen that. <laughs> so, so many of you have. A star is born, of course... The latest version has, what's his name, um, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I'm not uh, familiar too much with Lady Gaga. Uh, Bradley Cooper has done some stupid stuff, just like most of them, but he's done a couple of interesting things, too, that I've seen. Um, I'm not going to go down that rabbit trail, but they star in a version of A Star is Born, a movie called A Star is Born. And they're not the first by any stretch. Actually, it's about the fourth version of that movie. And I've seen, I'm pretty sure I've seen three out of four versions. The first one was back in 1937, unless they had something back in the silent era, but I don't think so. And in 37, it was Janet Gaynor, Janet Gaynor, and Frederick March. And I'm pretty sure I saw the second version, too, with Judy Garland and James Mason. And I know I saw the third one in 1976. It starred Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. I didn't like that one. Didn't like it really much at all. But I haven't seen that fourth version with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and I'm probably not going to. So what does all this have to do with anything that I typically talk about? Well, I'm tying it all together with evolution. What? Movies with evolution? (laughs) Yes, because evolution says, a star is born. Ooh, see that? See what I did there? It says um, there, that a star is born. It's not created, but really, is that scientific? And if so, has it ever been observed? Well, let me tell you, the short answers are no and no. If you want to write a fictitious story and make a movie out of it, I got no problem with that. And like I said, I've watched... Plenty of movies like that and enjoyed a lot of them. But if you want to make up a story about how stars and planets got here, Houston, we have a problem. Dying stars have been observed. Dying stars. But not stars being born. Those dying stars. Stars? (laughs) Those dying stars. Scientists call supernovas. I think that's kind of a cool name. But no matter what you call it, the point is, they've seen them. They've seen the supernovas. But they've never seen the birth of a star. They've never seen the birth of a star. Let me repeat that. Oh, I already did. But they haven't. They haven't seen the birth of a star. Because that doesn't happen. And if it did, there's a little something called photography that would have proved it by now. Because we've been able to take pictures of the heavens for a long, long time now. And I have a quote here from a PhD from MIT. Those letters might mean something to you. Hopefully they do. This PhD from MIT uh, emphasizes the fallacy of star births. And here's the quote that he wrote. If these stars evolved, 
they should show easily measurable characteristics, such as extremely high rates of rotation and enormous magnetic fields. Because these characteristics are not observed, it seems quite likely these stars did not evolve. And do you think I'm referencing a scientist with a Christian agenda? You know, Tony, I know you're a Christian, so you're going to go out there and you're going to find a Christian who agrees with you. Yeah, that's what I do. I, I specifically look for PhDs from MITs who agree with me because they're so easy to find. No, no. Anyway, if you think that uh, the scientist has a Christian agenda, you should know that Dr. Walt Brown, the guy I'm talking about, was an evolutionist for much of his life. He was. He's into his 80s now, and he was an evolutionist for a long time. But here's the difference between Dr. Brown's perspective on science and most so-called scientists. He actually wanted to see where science would lead, not where he could lead it. And what happened was science led him to God and creation. And there's no better place to be for now and for eternity. I'll leave you with that. And until next time, this is Tony from TonyFunderberg.com. Remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. There's a 